Hi gang, just a little heads up. We did have a few technical issues recording this episode, so do bear with the sound quality. You can hear everything okay, and we think what our guest Colette Walsh has to say is really important and useful, so do please check it out. Cheers. Hello, I'm Emma Goldswell, and this is Effin Hormones, the podcast about perimenopause and beyond. I say beyond because it's really easy to assume that all of your mad symptoms are down to being peri, but they could be something completely different. Let's face it, it's not talked about that much, is it? So it can be really difficult to work out exactly what's going on. In fact, when I first started hosting this podcast, I didn't even know that I was actually menopausal and not peri. So if you think you're peri and it turns out to be something else, then you're very welcome. You can learn about your effing hormones along with me. In this episode, you're going to hear from Colette Walsh. Colette's a journalist who specialises in women's issues. She's also trained in holistic therapy, yoga and IFS psychotherapy. Don't worry, we'll find out exactly what that is very soon. Colette's got a lot to tell you about what she thinks about the rise of menopower. And she's also got her own story about her relationship with, yep, you guessed it, effing hormones. So let's hear from the girls, though, first of all. Helen Brown and Bina Katani are both with us now. Uh, Terry would be here, but she is wrestling with her broadband provider as we speak. We shall not mention them again. Um, <laughs> Bina and Helen, are you, is, your wifi, is your Wi-Fi working? Are you with us? Wi-Fi is good. Your Wi-Fi's good. Is you, are you, you Wi-Fi otherwise? You all right? Good. And uh, Helen, before we started recording, has already given us a big effing rant about her, her day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a typical menopausal rant, really, wasn't it, Helen? It was quite good, actually. I was quite proud of it. There were lots of swears. Yeah. It was extremely vehement. Yes. Sometimes but, it needs to be done, right? Sometimes it's good to have a good fucking swear, isn't it? It was like, nothing yeah. that bad's happened, but it, this has really annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, you looked instantly lighter. After, Did I? after that kind of five minute F-bomb about yeah. your day. I really, really enjoyed it. I can recommend it. It's really good. It's great therapy, isn't it? As is this podcast, actually. I know, I know. But do you know what? Other than that, my week's been okay. I've had a pretty good week, actually. I've been waiting for quite a long time to get in with my GP. Not for any other reason other than they've just been mad busy with COVID and vaccine rollout. And I finally spoke to a wonderful GP who has ordered a whole gamut of blood tests and hormone checks and all this kind of stuff. So hopefully in the next month, I will be having my hormone levels checked for the first time in a very long time. So yeah, very pleased about that. And you know what? She was, she was brilliant. This GP was wonderful. Listen to me, listen to everything. So she was very keen to work out, am I Perry? Or is it polycystic stuff? So, uh-huh. uh, and and you know what? We might never know. She she did say that. She says hormones are just these mad things, and there are symptoms that are across both. But let's just see where you're at right now. So very pleased that with that. Is, that is so great to hear, especially after you know, because we do hear a lot about women feeling let down in this area. So hmm. we must champion the positive stories. So maybe we should do a little mini effing your fabulous GP. Do you know what? She is actually my effing this week if I were to have one. (laughs) Yes. Dr. Noreen. (laughs) Well done, Dr. Noreen. That is brilliant. I have to say I'm very happy for you and also slightly jealous because I've had another week of not getting hold of my GP. But never mind. Mm. We'll we'll get there in the end, won't we? Okay. so moving on, it's now time 
for the A to Z of Perry and Menno. This is where you get to hear about aspects of the whole shebang as we work our way through the alphabet. And we are on to E. And we're not talking about the shaman. Oh, my God, do you remember that tune? He's a good. He's a good. A good. A proper 90s banger, that, wasn't it? Proper. Good God. Uh, so, E, where are we going with our letter E? Bina, do you want to go first? Well, it's got to be oestrogen, hasn't it, really? Mm. I mean, it is completely responsible for all this nonsense. So, mm. uh, I mean, I'm not going to say a huge deal other than low oestrogen's sort of responsible for so many of the symptoms we're feeling, all the stuff we're doing in peritrumps. And I guess, you know, for a lot of us, it's basically about getting our oestrogen levels right. It is. Well, I was even washing my hair this morning and reading about oestrogen on the side of a shampoo bottle that I found in my bathroom that I didn't remember was there. And it had a graph on the back about how your oestrogen levels drop and how that affects your hair loss. And therefore, you need to use this particular brand of shampoo to stop your hair falling out if you're perimenopausal or menopausal. As you can tell, I've had a very busy morning reading in the shower. (laughs) Your hair's looking very good. Thanks. I've only used it once. (laughs) You've always got an impressive quiff, Ems. It's looking yeah. particularly good tonight, I must Th- say. Thanks, darling. Helen, what's your E? I wanted to talk about exercise. Again, obviously it links into oestrogen because the lack of oestrogen has a big impact on our bones, which is the reason why you know, we're more likely to get osteoporosis in later life. And so it's really, really important to exercise as you get older and do the right kind of exercise as well. So I've been looking at this because I've been doing my yoga every morning and feeling extremely pleased with myself. I've been doing yoga with Adrian. I'm going through all the free 30-day things that she has on YouTube and I've done I've done quite a few of them now and it is literally like I don't even think about it now because it makes me feel better because I wake up achy often. Mm. That's why I do it and I feel I feel better. So I was never a person that was interested in exercise. Like I was the girl in PE at school, I was always picked last for netball. I just wasn't particularly coordinated. I wasn't particularly fit and I certainly wasn't interested. And so I got really put off sports at school. So this is like a revelation for me, really. I mean, I've had periods in my life in the past where there was a period in my 30s where I went to the gym and I really enjoyed it. And that was my first inkling about a sort of mental mindset towards exercise that I think is really, really important. This ties in with some of the diet stuff that I was talking about last time. I think there's a mental mindset that you can have that makes it easier for you. And I think that because we've grown up in a society that sort of valued women's bodies in a very particular way, there's a lot of kind of um, shame and punishment around food like oh you know I've fallen off the wagon I've eaten that cream cake or I need to diet to get into this dress Mm. or I need to have a bikini body well I'm just going to say this right now all of that is absolute fucking bullshit and I'm not (laughs) having it in my life whatsoever Mm. so I just saw something on Instagram a couple of weeks ago and it was like just think about that where exercise where you revel in the strength and the power of your body and it makes you feel good and something in my head just clicked with it I was like yes that's where my mind is at with this now I'm no longer the girl that got picked last for netball 
I'm the girl that gets up and I'm starting to develop little abs because I've been doing my yoga every day and I've been enjoying it. And that feels great. It does. I think really Adrienne great. might be up for an effing at some point because yeah. I've been... Yeah. I've been get her doing, on. Yeah, we should actually. <laughs> you should get her on. I bloody love her. Because I've been really enjoying her you know, all the way through sort of lockdown, really, over the last year, just really getting into doing, doing my awesome, yoga. Though, almost isn't, she? isn't she just awesome? But Almost yeah. every morning. But it is that thing that really connects with what you said, Helen. Mm. It makes you feel good about you. Even if you just do 15, 20 minutes in the morning, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. just makes you feel stronger. It makes you feel mentally stronger and happier, physically stronger in your body. It just makes you feel good about yourself. I like to do hits and a bit of yoga. I really notice when I haven't done it. Mm. And does an exercise release endorphins, which is yeah. another another yeah. E, isn't it? So yeah, it's another yeah. E. It all links. Well, I did take some notes about... Because it has made me think, uh, doing this bit of research for exercise today, that actually I do need to up my game a bit and take on. So the hit stuff that you mentioned there is probably going to be a really good thing for me, Bina. So let me talk you through what is recommended to ward off osteoporosis. So weight-bearing exercise, which I didn't even know what this was until I Googled this this afternoon. So that's walking, jogging or dancing. I read you need to do 45 to 60 minutes of this type of exercise three times a week, which I currently don't do at all. And then strength exercises, so lifting weights with your arms and legs. I do Joe Wicks, and I think it's great. You're hardcore, Bean. Yeah. I was doing Joe Wicks, the ones he did for kids. School PE ones. absolutely knackered. I, I need to get into it only just so I, so I can annoy my neighbours because they used to do it all the way through lockdown and it used to drive me insane and knew exactly when they were doing the Joe Wicks workouts upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing Joe Wicks. It's too hardcore, Bina. I need no, it's not. It's not. It starts easy. So I, I'm doing it properly as in, as, as I'm not that he, no one does it, everyone does it properly. What I mean is I've signed up to the thing. Have you? And I'm not doing the food side of things. I, I eat kind of quite healthily anyway. But, uh, you know, the, the way the cycles work, you do start it, literally as a beginner. So it's okay. about building it up. And a lot yeah. of it is body weight stuff. So it's mm. a lot of squats, a lot of... So I'm not using, you know, I've got a few weights here, but I've not spent any money. I've got an mm. old yoga mat. I'm, I've literally not spent anything. And I borrowed a kettlebell from a friend. That's mm. it. Get doing it. My mum's got, um, I'd say, mild osteoporosis. She had a fall a few years ago where she broke... I think four bones in one go, oh, no. which obviously raised alarm bells. And so, yeah, just sort of being mindful of that. Um, not mm. saying that I'm going to get osteoporosis, but my gran on my dad's side had it. My my mum's got it very mildly, and she's actually very very careful about what she eats and she exercises a lot, does loads of yoga, meditation, all of that kind of stuff, and she's very very fit and well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm just wanting to sort of make sure that I kind of look after myself. Good on you. Yeah, and you. Howdy, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. So what's BetterHelp, Ems? Basically, it is online therapy. BetterHelp matches you to one of 32,000 licensed therapists based on your location and your preferences. And then you can access therapy from your laptop or even your phone. Helen, you've uh, been through therapy, right? Yeah, I was going through life not realising that all these horrible negative thoughts that were just like weighing down on me, that actually I could set myself free from them. Going to therapy has given me tools to work on those thoughts and realise that, you know what, I don't have to believe those thoughts. And now I'm like, is that really the case, Helen? Do you really, you know, and and when things like that are going on, I now know that I need to go and do some yoga, meditation. And you know what, none of that would have happened without me having therapy. 
I've just gone onto their website and straight away it asks you just several questions so that you get the right therapist for you. Then it asks you about your sexuality. So I put in that I was a lesbian. Straight away, the website asked me, did I want a therapist that specialised in LGBTQ plus advice? And I put yes, because that to me is really, really important. And I think that would be important for a lot of people, really. Awesome. To find out more about it and to get 10% off your first month, head to betterhelp.com slash hormones. That's betterhelp.com slash hormones. It's time now for you to hear from our guest for this episode, Colette Walsh. She's a journalist, a holistic therapist, and a huge fan of the downward dog. Yep, we're talking yoga. She's also trained in IFS psychotherapy. Don't worry, I didn't know what it was either. You'll find out what that is later on. You'll also hear about Colette's own experiences with Perry. But first, let's have a chat with you with your journalistic hat on, Colette. Do you think there's some sort of revolution or meno warrior thing going on at the moment? It does feel like women are talking a lot more about peri and menopause. Do you agree? I do. I welcome it. I feel like, um, you know, the last sort of 18 months, there's been a bit of a meno revolution going on. But I'm also very much aware that there's a lot of gimmickry out there. There's um, creams and potions and lotions that actually... Maybe we don't need all that guff. Maybe we just need decent GPs yeah. to listen to yeah. our needs. You know what? I don't want us being exploited in this. Yeah. Well, this is the and trouble is there's, there's so much misinformation out there, isn't there? Mm. And, and the thing is, women are desperate. You know, I've got to desperation yeah. stages where I'm prepared to pay, you know, a significant amount of money just to talk to someone about it and have the proper test because I'm just sick of waiting. So mm. this is why it's happening. But I'm guessing you've been on quite a journey to actually get that knowledge and, and yeah. get the right treatment for you. So talk us through your peri journey. When was the okay. first time you started to experience some symptoms? Yeah, and- I was over in Spain doing my yoga teacher training and I was having hot flushes and having little moments and then trying to remember my yoga class, you know, when I was doing my monologue to the group. I was in such a state, and I said to one of the Spanish students, I was explaining my situation, and she was fabulous. She said, come with me, and basically grabbed me by the hand, took me to the local pharmacist. Pharmacist checks my blood pressure, my weight, does a few checks, and gives me a box of HRT patches. And I'm like... Yeah. So I'm like, hey, what? And she's she's explaining, just put one on, have a shower, dry your skin, pop one on. Swear, guys, I slept better that night than I had in months. What? Your face is the picture, Emma, because, I mean, (laughs) you're just saying here that you just went to a pharmacy and they handed you a packet of HRT. And and Emma's face is a picture. (laughs) I spent, I spent five years not being able to sleep and thinking I was going, why didn't no one explain it to me in time? I don't know, I know. why. Why didn't I go on this yoga retreat in I know. Barcelona? Well, listen, I'll tell you why. What, over in Spain and France, they are much more progressive. Mm. Also, there's a real sisterhood over there in terms of women and hormones. They vocalise it much more, you know. 
they're cheap as chips, by the way, these hormone patches. So it's not like I was like, you know, going to be landed with a huge bill. Cost me about 18 quid, like 24 euro for a packet. So I was like, okay. And I was a little bit scared. I won't deny it. I was thinking, Jesus, you know, hormones, you hear about all these scare stories. So I Googled the packet, you know, and made sure I knew my stuff. And within three days, I felt like a new woman. And I thought, this is it all in my mind. I Googled, feel better after three days, HRT patch. And there was another woman who had obviously shared the same experience. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going crazy. This is for real. I feel great after three days. And as soon as I got back to the UK, I thought, right, I've got to get to the bottom of this. Mm. At the time, I didn't have a GP. I don't recommend this, but because I had my box with my name on from the pharmacist in Spain, I ordered the same patches through a private pharmacist. It's not illegal. It will depend on the pharmacist. I was able to say I've previously had the patches, no side effects. In the UK, that's how I got my first HRT just Mm. over a year ago. This is almost making me feel quite jealous and angry. (laughs) Emma, I'm glad you said that because I heard about your story. I feel like biking over a box of my my Everell 100 that I'm holding up here. Um, Because, listen, it's transformative. And I'm very, very cautious. You know, I'm not one for buying into any sort of gimmickry. But Mm. these are the hormones that are in our bodies, ladies. We own these hormones. We are simply deficient. How long have you been taking those then? It was December 2019. I was in Barcelona mm-hmm. when I first had my first box. And I've been reordering since. Then I had a little moment because of lockdown and moving back to my house. And I went to my GP. I re-registered at my GP. And I thought, why am I paying a little bit more by buying them? So I had a very, very nice woman, locum doctor, who was pretty enlightened, actually. She she didn't know her stuff, but she, in front of me, said, I'm going to read up on this. And went through a book and the nice guidelines. She said, oh, yeah, I'm allowed to give you, and I have it here, Estragel, which right. is this body identical, very simple, safe gel, and she said, I can give you that, and I can give you utrogestin, which is the progesterone. And she goes, listen, let me know how you get on. Anyway, that night, I put the gel on on my shoulders, so this little routine you have. And guys, it's nice feeling, because you really, I noticed it. Like, because hormones, what we need to understand is that our body has hormone receptors everywhere. The brain, the skin, sexual organs, everywhere. I can spot women where I go, she's definitely on HRT because I can see she's got great skin and good hair. Yeah, you can spot them. Helen's been talking about her saggy jowls and wanting to not happy. I'm not happy about the jowls. No. You actually have no jowls, Helen. (laughs) No. I wouldn't worry, Helen. You're looking pretty good. 
Well, thank you. I can see them. I tell you what, actually, after we spoke, because we, we spoke to um, your friend Emma, Sam, the skin guru, in the third episode, she made me send her a picture, and I, I just sent this picture of me pointing out where the gel was, and she didn't say that I didn't have any gel. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it does it does have an impact on it does have an impact on your mental health I mean look who doesn't want to look in the mirror and feel like they look good I think what happens is we go through a grief anyway we're getting that bit older it's a recognition that oh geez my ovaries have gone into retirement or going into retirement and I don't know about you ladies but I I haven't had kids so that was like a real mm. moment for me of oh this is it this is this is mm. you know this is truly the next stage of my life and it helped me sort of come to terms with okay listen I'm not that 30 year old bounding clubbing I am middle-aged I'm you know it's time oh, to still freaks me out that that. Phrase. I want to embrace <laughs> I also, yeah I know it's horrible isn't it middle age I but just kind of think like, I'm really old people <laughs> yeah same here yeah but the thing is I am really passionate about our sovereignty over our bodies because I'm a bit like, no, why should I wait for some GP to approve me for hormones that I already have in my body? I'm just hormone deficient. That's all mm-hmm. it is. And it's just because we live longer. It should be as simple as a quick appointment with the GP, collect your prescription and start your hormone replenishing program, I call oh, it. lovely. We should be able to go into public loos and buy our hormone patches. Like those awful machines where they sell like Tampax and condoms. Yeah. 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 Has anyone ever tried those funny little chewable toothbrushes that some of them sell? I tried them once. Yes, they actually work. Yeah, they're quite good. They did work. Yeah, they did work. in hormones. Chatting perimenopause in public. So what of it? Listen, you did end up going to the Newson Clinic. What yeah. drove you to that? Further investigations, I realised I was missing out on another magic little element of HRT. I got curious about testosterone. And I'd always assumed, like most people, testosterone, it's for the blokes, it's the key hormone for men. And then the more I read up and investigated, I was gobsmacked to discover that women have more testosterone than estrogen. Really? And that the testosterone drops off a cliff as we enter our perimenopause. And then the next stage is the dropping off the cliff of the estrogen. I was like, well, wait a minute. Why are we not being catered for in terms of the three? They call it top, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. And it's simply because we're not aware. We just haven't got the awareness. And the testosterone we produce as women comes from our ovaries. So once the ovaries go into retirement, our testosterone stops. We need the tea, tea therapy as it's often referred to, for mental focus, Strengths. Hmm. I love the fact that you Next. did it. Oh, did a Popeye yes. pose. I'm feeling Popeye so pose. much stronger. I'm feeling so much stronger. I love the Did you mention the uh, SEX yes, word there? Did you just say that? Libido. Ooh. So I'm going to say, yeah, I used to have a fantastic sex drive. 
Weirdly, I almost did not recognize myself in the last couple of years. I just put it down to circumstances, COVID, the pandemic, you Mm. know, and actually, no, I haven't been feeling frisky and yeah. And do you know what happens? It's just such a sneaky thing that we just kind of, well, I did, like a lot of women, we just kind of accept it and just don't question it. So, yeah, I just thought, right, I'm going to look into this. And the more I looked into it, I was like, hang on a minute. Not only do we, is estrogen absolutely vital, testosterone is too. And then the more you look into it, the more you realise that these quite high-profile people like Devine McCall and all the top doctors, and they're all on tea therapy, testosterone therapy. Well, I mean, Davina was, she showed you the tube, didn't she, on her yeah. documentary and, and yeah. sort of whispered about it. Yeah. So what's, what's the score with this? Was this something that you discovered from going to the Newson Clinic? Just in case people don't know, we haven't okay, mentioned it before, so, but it is um, Dr. Louise Newson. yeah known as my menopause doctor who she set up clinics across the country hasn't she and she is training mm. gps and some gps actually show people the information on her website because she's widely seen as very experienced in this area yeah she's probably the leading voice on the menopause mm. in the uk and she did a instagram live and discussed testosterone and i thought yeah again here's the the tea the T elements of all this story. And I thought, well, how do I get testosterone? Because you can't walk into your GP and ask for it. Although you will, we are allowed it, but there is this kind of postcode lottery. Yes, I've been reading, the, yeah. there are campaigns around this, aren't there, from some GPs actually calling for testosterone to be more widely available. So it's incredibly <laughs> sexist, but testosterone on the NHS is only available to men because it's this assumption that only men need testosterone. But in fact, if you go to your GP legally, the only way they can give it to you is if you say your libido has dropped off a cliff. But why did you feel like you really needed it? Because you've already said that from the patches and your other treatments, you're really feeling so much better. Yes, that's very true. However, I was only experiencing two thirds of the potential Right. Former fabulousness I could feel. Ah. And yeah. So, and I knew, I knew instinctively, Emma, I just knew that there's a missing link here. And then when I learned how absolutely fundamental it is to our health and sanity and our focus and happiness and mood, everything, weight, it's just an incredible hormone. So I had my private appointment consultation at the Newson Clinic with Dr. Lydia Roberts. They don't hand it out like sweets. You know, you have to go through a protocol. Then I had blood tests done. The blood tests are very, very sort of mixed. You could be having one afternoon where your estrogen is popping through the roof and you might not have a very high estrogen count the next day. So don't worry about blood tests too much. But for testosterone, the blood tests can be quite significant. I had flatlined in terms of testosterone. I had zero testosterone. Considering we're meant to have four times as much T than estrogen, that's pretty bad. So she said, I'm going to get you on testosterone immediately. So, yeah, it was fascinating. And I knew, I'm telling you, Emma, I knew instinctively. I knew, I'm not just saying because, hey, I used to have a great 
high sex drive and all this, but I knew. It was more, it was more yeah. than that. Yeah. 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 So you've talked about Dr. Newsome. You've talked mm. about just going to a private blood place to get. I yeah. mean, what about the thousands upon thousands of women in this yeah. country who cannot afford to get any kind of private healthcare? Like, what can they do? Bina, it's criminal. It is actually criminal. I mean, my, you know, I have relatives, sisters who I, I just happened to be having a, a good financial year where I felt like, do you know what? It's an investment in myself. I'll go and pay privately. Guys, it cost me 500 quid. I wouldn't have normally had that kind of money. So yeah, so I would say to any women listening and you just know, and geez, I understand you can't suddenly produce, you know, five, 800 quid to go and get, a, you know, have a private consultation. The key here now is arm yourself with your facts. GPs have to follow the NICE guidelines, which are the official guidelines. Fortunately, the NICE guidelines now, thanks to the Menopause Society, making sure that they're up to date. GPs have to, if you request them and it's legitimate, you have to ask your GP. There's a brilliant printout from the Newsom Clinic, if you go on there, which is a, a printout to take to your GP. The next bit is a bit more tricky in that it's really down to negotiation with your GP as to getting testosterone. It'll come in the bloke's package. It won't be the little posh pink tube I have here. This is what Davina's got, guys. So <laughs> and it's so ridiculous. It's pink God. and called Androfem. I'll just want to shove that up the arse of whoever came up with the name of that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that it's ridiculous. So it's cheap as chips as well. That's the crazy thing. Women only need a tiny amount compared to a bloke who's having low testosterone symptoms. So, so Claire, how long have you been taking this for now? And when right, did you okay, start so noticing this, a difference? Yeah, so I, I started on this three weeks ago. Oh. And when it arrived, I was like a kid at Christmas. I was waiting for the postman to arrive. I literally grabbed it out of his hand. Okay, so how did you feel on that day one of the three weeks? And how do you feel now? Okay, Let's give well, a scale of one to ten. Okay, the thing with testosterone is that it does take longer to mm-hmm. develop. And you build up your testosterone levels over about three months. I can say three weeks in, I, I notice a difference. Oh, yes. you're, feeling, you're, feeling, you're feeling a bit more fruity, have you, Colette? Is that what you're trying to tell us? Listen, Emma, I don't like to brag. It's great. It makes me feel like when I was like 27 and it's not just the sex thing and the libido thing. It's the clarity I feel like it's only early days as well I'm back at yoga you know and I do hot yoga and ashtanga yoga so it's quite physical and I can already sense I'm a little bit stronger oh well we were talking about yoga at the beginning weren't we girls we're all big yoga fans is it has that made a big difference to you as well as all the treatments do you think oh god yeah I mean listen it's not all down to hormones this has got to be a completely multifaceted attack on improving our health and our sanity. There's got to be a combination of Mm. food, eating healthily. I completely, I'm not drinking any alcohol. That's the other thing. I think that makes a big difference. There's a big connection between alcohol consumption because a lot of women 
increase their alcohol consumption because they're going through the absolute crisis of menopausal, perimenopausal symptoms. There's a huge connection between it, Mm. as is, and I'm sure you've discussed it, depression, mood disorders, our ability to thrive is impacted. It affects our jobs, it affects our relationships, it affects our happiness. So it's really important. This isn't just, a, it should be an opt-in. It shouldn't be, oh, you know, I got a bonus at Christmas, I'm going to see a private consultant. Mm. This needs to be universal. Well, this might be the right time to talk about the IFS psychotherapy then, which is so we're going to find out more about. So earlier, Claire, you spoke a bit about almost grieving for your younger self and going through the change and all that big dramatic thing that happens midlife. So tell us a bit about IFS psychotherapy, because mm. it sounds like that could be something as well that would, could really help, right? Yeah. It's an element of this experience that isn't talked about enough in that, yeah, we can do the practical stuff, but mm. actually it's how we look after our mental health, our emotions. Nobody really gets you through this apart from yourself, ultimately. So IFS therapy, I really appreciate you asking about it, is it's one of the the fastest growing psychotherapeutic modalities in the USA, at least, and it's growing in the UK. And in a nutshell, it's basically often referred to as parts therapy. When you have sessions with an IFS trained therapist, they will work with you and your parts. So that can include your sensitive hormonal part. It could be your depressed part, your grieving part about your change of life. Mm-hmm. And it can be, you know, the part of you that is anxious. You know, you have these sort of spells of anxiety and maybe depression and so oh, on, yeah. whatever we're all going through. With IFS therapy, the therapist will focus in on usually in one session a certain part we form a relationship with it maybe a little bit strange as it may sound we ask the part what it is going through and what it has to tell us there is a sequence that the therapist takes you through but it's absolutely fascinating what what comes out and you know so really that, that, that you allow yourself to experience emotions that mm. are coming from that part that maybe you haven't allowed yourself absolutely. to experience before yeah mm-hmm. so often we're running on a surface level I don't know if you've heard of a guy called Gabor Mate who wrote a book called The Body Keep. Yeah, when the body says no, it's all very much connected to sort of trauma therapy. And you can have mini traumas and major traumas. And instead of people going into therapy for like two, three years, instead you can focus on the most fundamental issue that that person's facing, get them through that part, get them healing that part. Once that fundamental issue has been worked on everything else kind of calms down the system the family system calms down it's absolutely fascinating so did you discover this during menopause and it helped you well yeah around perimenopausal i was having physical health issues i've got an autoimmune disease rheumatoid arthritis so i by exploring that, I came across Gabor Mate, whose workshop I did in Ireland, and he mentioned IFS therapy. He demonstrated it on the stage. And I was like, wow, this is mind-blowing. This is like therapy 
The future is usually a core pain, trauma issue. And once we crack open that and work with that, then people just start healing. So that and your hot yoga <laughs> and your hormone replenishment. Hormone replenishment, replenishment program. Yeah. And then you'd be good as new, good to go. No, hello. Listen, we've got to do the best we can. And it's been obviously a really, really tough time for people. But I think, mm. listen, if there's some things we can do for ourselves and it's a matter of, you know, just picking up a phone, making an appointment with your GP, downloading the advice from these really great websites, then go for it. No one should be suffering in silence. No what no one should be suffering in silence. Mm. Exactly. Effing hormones. Sweary, but supportive. Clet, the time has come for your Perry Perry grilling. First up, we are going to play Perry Trumps. Very like top trumps when you were a kid, but for Perry symptoms instead. So hopefully you were sent a grid, Colette, with the 34 <laughs> symptoms of it, of Perry and Mello. Yes. I've got mine here. So the way it works is the rarer the symptom, the higher the score. So you only get like a point for a hot flush, but you will find <laughs> you'll get 10 for burning mouth syndrome. What were some of the more unusual ones on here that you got then, Colette? Okay, so my overall score was 94, which I don't know if that's high or not. Oh, that's, yeah, in the table, you are now second. So Sue Devaney from Coronation Street, who was in episode three, guess how much she had, Colette? How, how many? 125. Oh, poor Sue. I yeah. know. Oh, God, love her. I know. Uh, but this is obviously formally, I'm obviously in a much better place now. Some of the weird ones, well, I, would, I don't know how weird, but electric shock. Trump. Oh, did you have that? Yes. And I was thinking, how weird. I love her. I love love it. I love it. I love it. Electric shock Trump. You have fully embraced Perry Trumps. Well done. (laughs) While she's not here, can we rename it Terry Trumps? (laughs) (laughs) She will hate that. She's going to hate that. She's going to hate that. Colette, she hates the name Perry Trumps. She hates it. Oh, does she? Oh, dear. I I don't know why it's taken five weeks for us to think. I know. Terry Trumps. <laughs> Terry Trumps. Oh, Shall anyway, listen. So, so electric shock. So tell us what that feels yeah. like. Where do you have them? When does it happen? Well, I was having it. it yeah, this is before. I, I thought it was something weird, like my energy or, uh, but literally like, like, a, like a snap, like, like my body was carrying a lot of electricity. Wow. And it had nothing to do with, you know, dodgy plugs and things like no. that. But I feel like, you know, what happens is I'm sure, you know, the body kind of generates heat, you know, mm. the hot flushes mm. and so mm. on. And so yeah. does it like reverberate around your body then? No, I would get it like, um, usually my fingers, I was getting okay. that sort of sensation and mm. around my, my head, I recall. Wow. It's a really strange experience and I've never, I've not seen it written down before. And I was thinking, so oh, what, what, what score do you get on the old electric shocks? Nine. Oh, you get a nine oh, yeah. for that. That'll, yeah. yeah, that'll yeah. bump you up. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what did it, girls. Very rare. Next up, it is time for the FN Awards, uh, where we honour 
those people have really gone above and beyond in supporting you with your Perry or Menno experience. So it could be a good friend who's really stuck by you. It could be someone in the public eye who's been busting down a few taboos. Mm. Or it could be a medical professional. Colette, who is your mm. FN going to go to? It's going to be Eva, the girl in Spain who took me by the arm and mm. brought me into the pharmacist. I think in the public eye, I love what Davina McCall's doing because I absolutely was... The delight I felt watching her do an Instagram video where she slapped on her patch and her testosterone cream. And I thought, this is what I do every morning. This is my my life here on in. And we need to visually see other women in the public eye doing this, this little routine that now is honestly, it's been life changing. And I feel choked saying it because, you know, it, it has absolutely transformed my happiness and my sanity and my health. Fantastic. Well, very, very worthwhile winners there, I think, Colette. Um, and finally, last but not least, we are going to ask you to pick a tune for our Effin Hormone Spotify playlist. So something yeah. that, you know, denotes your demonic rage during yeah. a big hot flush. Or, Do you know what? Or maybe Straight a tune away. that makes you feel sexy. This oh, yeah. is it. So yes. it is, it's naked. I'm feeling sexual, the song, you know. <laughs> and I kid you not, girls. I, when I was feeling a bit like, you know, a bit low and a bit wobbly and having a you know, few rough days, I would get that on my Spotify and that is what got me out of bed. And now, thanks to my little combination. <laughs> Talk um, about I'm, the shush. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've got my mojo back. I've got my so mojo back. Yeah, and that's a great song as well. I, f- I feel like we don't stop being sexual and sensual and excited about life and interaction and intimacy uh, simply because we've turned our 40th or 45th birthday. Mm. So I just feel like, yeah, you know what? Let's just like embrace the sexualness of our sexual hormones. Why not? Why not? Well, thank you for bringing it up because I don't feel like we've talked that much about sex, actually, have we? We haven't really. No, we've been very unsexy. Not so far. No. So thank you for bringing the sexy to uh, (laughs) effing hormones. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Colette. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. Next time, you'll hear from Karen Arthur. She's the host of the Menopause Whilst Black podcast, Karen was inspired to make the podcast after only ever seeing pictures of white women when trying to research menopause. Her podcast, if you haven't heard it yet, it's brilliant. Hey, she also appeared on the Davina McCall TV documentary about menopause, so it would be really interesting to hear what it's been like for her after being featured on such a high-profile programme. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget you can get in contact at the FN Hormones website. That's fnhormones.com. And give us a follow on our Instagram and Twitter. They're both at FN Hormones. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and share. And if you could leave us a review, that would be amazing. Cheers, gang.